Hey, I got a question for you. Do you reckon blue balls are real? I mean, the pain dudes talk about feeling when they're all charged up with nowhere to go. Getting nearly to the top, but never coming, it is claimed, can put you in a world of pain. Now, if you listened to our last episode about coercion in relationships, we met Pauline, who told us her ex was using this line on her to pressure her into finishing him off. So I had a partner in my first relationship who, if I was no longer into what we were doing and I wanted to stop, he would say, okay, but will you give me a hand job and finish me off because otherwise I'm going to have blue balls. After hearing her story, we thought, yeah, what is the deal with blue balls? I mean, we've heard about it so much and we've heard that line too. Finish me off or I'll be in pain. But... Is it actually a legit thing or just a guilt trip play to get across the finish line? And if it is a real thing, what does it feel like? And is this mythical ailment just for balls or can you get blue flaps too? Nat Tenchich here and we've got some nut investigating to do. In this episode, we'll hear your stories of what it feels like what's actually happening down there, and when you should get yourself to the doctor. We're also going to talk about how to deal with this pain in the bedroom and how to talk about it with your partners so that no one is left feeling guilty or responsible for getting you off. A lot of our investigating uh, starts with a very, very thorough report where we ask you on Insta what you think. And we did a poll asking if you thought blue balls were a thing and about 44% of you said legit and 56% said BS. But we also got many DMs from guys sharing their experiences of what the pain felt like. Here's Jordan. I've had it before and I would kind of explain it as a really intense pain in the abdomen, like sort of around where your dick is. And I've had it last maybe for up to 30 minutes or an hour, but... I I think the whole kind of stigma around it, like with people trying to use it, you know, to pressure partners or whatever is just stupid. But I do think there is some kind of physiological response. Mm, There's something going on there for sure. What what do you do when it comes on usually? Um, A lot of the times when I had it, I either just waited it out or I, you know, just made myself orgasm and and just, you know, get over it really. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, possible and you can get over it. Um, completely out of out of complete interest to like, do they actually turn blue? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just a saying, Sebastian, thanks so much for sharing and 100%. A very good message there. Sin and Yui, uh, have you ever had it? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, when I saw it could possibly be a myth, um, I was kind of blown away. I thought it was quite common knowledge it does exist. Yeah, if it's a heavy bank-out session or even if it's one of those nights where you kind of stop and go, stop and go, but don't actually come to completion. Even when you do actually finally orgasm, it can be quite painful and quite sensitive. So, Or even more so sometimes than pleasurable sometimes. So, so yeah, and even if you have a heavy make-out session and it even hurts to walk around jeans on. Wow. Okay, hang on. So you would like... How, like, how long would the build-up have to be for your orgasm to also be painful? You know, if it's just straight sex, you know, it probably won't go for, you know, might only go for half hour, 40 minutes. But if you have a bit of a bit of a kink session or something like that where the arousal lasts for quite a long time, mm-hmm. um, you know, it could be, you know, upwards to an hour or so where there's just like, you know, where you have been aroused for that long. So, and the longer, so I would say maybe 40 minutes to an hour, then it starts to getting quite, you know, quite sensitive. But 
Yeah. Sin, is this like uh, commonly the experience among your mates? Like, do they do they get it to the same level? Because that sounds pretty extreme. Well, among, you know, a lot of our male colleagues and friends, you know, they, they do mention it. They, you know, after they, you know, they, they make out with a girl, it doesn't particularly go anywhere. They will complain, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, if you feel a bit crook in the guts or it is a bit tender. So, yeah, I definitely don't think for my, you know, personal little circle, I don't think it's just a myth. I think it's absolutely... Someone on the text line said, my friend had blue balls so bad he could not even walk around and I had to push him in a trolley. Uh, someone else here says, oh, yeah, they're real. Uh, forget about bla- uh, blue balls. They can be so painful if teased enough that they're black balls. <laughs> it's like playing a game of pool. Got to sink that black ball and end the pain. Um, Jordan in Brizzy, you once got blue balls on a date. What happened? Yeah, it was a uh, first date, actually. So that makes it more interesting, I suppose. We were kind of just like fooling around, um, but the the girl did not want to um, have sex on the first date. So we kind of finished up and decided to go and get some food. And um, I kind of ended up having to go and throw up in the garden because um, <laughs> the pain was just so excruciating um, to the point where I was feeling nauseous. Wow. And that happens every time? I wouldn't say every time. Um, I'd say it definitely depends on the arousal level or what you're actually doing. But yeah, it, it's gotten so bad for me in the past that I have yeah, thrown up, obviously. Jeez. Have you ever been to a doctor about it? Um, no, actually. I kind of just assumed that it was you know, think... what you got to deal with, I guess. Okay. Throwing up after blue balls definitely sounds like we need to get a doctor to weigh in here. Because, I mean, surely that's not just something you've got to deal with. Well, GP Dr. George Forgensmith has all the answers for us. And he says, yes, blue balls are absolutely a thing, but the pain shouldn't be felt in your balls exactly. I'm glad to hear that people are, are saying that it's an abdominal pain because the testicles actually originate from the abdomen. Mm. That's why you get the pain inside the tummy and not actually in the balls. So the basic crux of it is that when people are aroused, there is an increased blood flow to the genital tract. So for men, that's the penis, the prostate, the testicles, and the seminal vesicles. These are all gearing up, getting ready to basically ejaculate. And the testicles in and of themselves don't have the best in pain receptors, but they do have stretch receptors and it's when the increased blood flow into that area it actually stretches the area a bit Mm. and that is one of the reasons that you can get the discomfort is that stretched and increased blood in the area it's sad to hear that some people have had some very extreme levels of pain but in good news the average person it should only last around about 20 to 30 minutes it's easily treated you can go to the bathroom and have a wank, or you could just do something else. Find something that's not about arousal, you know, chess or finish your taxes. <laughs> Find something that's absolutely not sexual to get the blood flow out of that area, and it all settles down again. We, we're hearing like a mix of, of um, experiences coming through on the text line too. Um, you know, some people saying, no, I've never really experienced this at all. Ben from Melbourne said, I've never had it and I always thought it was a myth. Um, you know, lots lots of guys and, and penis owners out there going, nope, don't think this is a thing. And then yet we're also hearing from guys who are experiencing it in very intense ways. So is there a reason that some people get real bad pain and others don't? 
Um, I suppose there's variation is the norm that we're going to have different amounts of vasculature in the testicles. I want these people who haven't experienced to have a good hard edging session and see what they feel like after that. Um, but <laughs> maybe, I don't know, but in the same way that you can have a rugby player who can get a, a good kick to the groin and it'll be, you know, it's situational. So after a sexual experience that hasn't come to climax, that situation is very, very different to stubbing your toe on the train, you know? So you've gone from a very endorphin and adrenaline driven space to that sort of being switched off, which can cause a bit of, um, it can make the pain sensation more intense when people can come to an understanding of, oh, okay, well, this is just my body getting back to its normal status, then that will help reframe it. And often the pain will resolve much faster. George, you were saying that like around 20, 30 minutes, it'll just go away. Uh, At what point should you maybe go like, see a doctor about this? um, If it's being like If guys are having, look, seriously, if a guy is having pain in the testicles so intense that they can't put on jeans, that they they are vomiting. There may be something else going on. And this is the one thing is that pain in the testicles is a very important sign for testicular cancer. The, the age range for the most common presentations of testicular cancer is between the ages of 15 and 35. That said, I've diagnosed people well into their 40s with testicular cancer. And often it can be very extreme pain. And sex would make that more painful because there's more blood going into the area. So don't be afraid to have a chat with a doctor and get examined to make sure that there's nothing else going on, that check your testicles. Are they firm? Are they lumpy? If there's any lumps on the testicle, that's something that needs to be investigated. Also in the research of this is that if you had a hernia, that that could increase the amount of pain as well because it could increase pressure on the epididymis as well as the testicle. So the testicle is the egg bit. The epididymis is the cord that connects the egg up into the tummy. So I think there is no harm in having a chat with a doctor. I'm never going to complain when a guy comes to see me because they're suffering with pain because I want to make sure that there's nothing bad going on as well. Also, you know, if you've had a, a significant kick to the testicles or some sort of trauma, then that will also cause very extreme pain as well. Absolutely worth going to see your doctor. Yeah, well, we have a few people on the text line mentioning other things that have um, been linked to the blue ball sensation. Daniel says, uh, I had this last night with my girlfriend of two years who knows about it and I literally just go and nut one. But for me, it's medically painful because I have a recurring condition, um, epididymitis, that is inflamed mm. by it. Uh, and it's also incredibly mm. painful. And to be honest, very gently, uh, my girlfriend will help me out with it. Um, and someone else here says, I've had it before and ended up in the hospital with suspected testicular torsion. Uh, and after ultrasounds, it turned out to be appendicitis. So, um, yeah, I know, in, I guess in the same general area, right? So, like, what other uh, conditions could be going on? Like, like I, I'm, I'm new to testicular torsion, um, okay. epididymitis as well. Like, what else could, could be happening down there if you're getting real bad blue balls? Absolutely. If you've got pain in the testicles and only one testicle, we have to absolutely exclude a a torsion. So a torsion is when the testicle spins around on its axis and cuts off the blood supply. It's so important to go to the hospital immediately because you have only got 
two hours to save that testicle. After two hours, there's a good chance that the, the testicle could die and you would need to have it removed. So it's very important to get that blood flow back in. Pain is one thing, but the other thing is that normally testicles sort of sit up and down like a, a bean sitting up and down. But if it's sitting sideways, that's a sign that it may have spun and is causing problems. So go and see your doctor immediately and not like don't book into your GP, go straight to the emergency department. If you enjoy CBT or cock and ball torture, the big three injuries are torsion, which we just talked about, um, over squeezing, but also rupture. So if you were to rupture the testicle, you will know about it very fast because it's extremely painful. Infection in the testicle will also cause swelling and pain. I have seen some absolutely spectacular gonorrhea balls in my time. Gonorrhea in particular can make the testicles very swollen, very, very painful. If you notice any burning or stinging when you pee, pain in the testicles, fever, again, go and see your doctor and get this checked out because it's very easily treated as well. So there you have it. Blue balls are a legit thing, but like George said, it shouldn't linger any longer than 30 minutes. So if you can't put jeans on, then have a chat with your GP because hectic pain shouldn't be happening. Okay, so blue balls are a thing. But what about blue flaps? Can vulva owners experience the blue sensation as well? Because uh, we actually got a lot of DMs about people experiencing pain and discomfort in their vulvas when they haven't been able to come. Emma sent us a message about her experience. I've experienced the female blue balls or blue vulva or blue lips a few times in my life. I've experienced it with partners, with one night stands and also by myself sometimes on some not so stellar uh, masturbatory adventures. I recently actually was trying to edge and in the process of doing so I accidentally got a little bit too aroused and it just ached when I when I stopped basically so I, I feel like it's sort of like you reach this peak arousal and then once if you sort of take away the sensation and the stimulation it, it just de-escalates way too quickly and it just leaves you feeling achy feeling so sore um, I can feel it quite sometimes I can feel it quite just in my lips sometimes I can feel it even deeper or as though I'm having almost some sort of period pain or crampy type ache but no it's never pleasant it's never something I ever want um, but you know it, it can happen um, on the I think the worst occasion I've ever had I was having I, I had met this guy in a bar and um, and we went back to his place and we'd had a bit to drink and he ended up he couldn't he couldn't keep it up basically um, and so while you know I was at peak arousal and then he's basically rolled over and said oh no I, I don't feel like it obviously can't get it up good night and I was just oh so upset I was so sore um, and yeah definitely you get that feeling of frustration but you certainly can't really can't really push it too much um, although in that case I did wonder if maybe he was a bit too male centric a bit too focused on on penis and intercourse that he maybe just yeah just didn't realize that I probably wanted to do some stuff too um, but yeah no it's it's not a lovely sensation <laughs> yep that's right Blue clit is totally a thing too. 
And George says it can happen to anyone of any gender during arousal. What we're talking about is in bloody engorgement, really, that, that there's lots of blood in the genital tract. And then when the, you know, erotic stimulus is removed, we've kind of got two things going on, I suspect. One is the disappointment that you were having a lot of fun and then suddenly it, it's almost as if it got taken away. So that sort of sets up people that if they get pain, then that's like the last nail in the coffin. It's like, oh, and I've got pain. Are you kidding me? So I, I often wonder, is there an additional emotional component that is making people more susceptible to the pain or making the pain more bloody annoying? Everybody does experience it. Absolutely. I just wonder that maybe it's not talked about as much in the the female genre. I don't know because I don't hang out in female locker rooms, so I don't really know. I'm glad George isn't hanging out in female locker rooms because that would be an issue. Um, But I'm getting your DMs and it's definitely something that happens with vulvas. And like George said, it's just not something we talk about enough. There's been this ongoing narrative about blue balls and how it's the responsibility of whoever turns you on to relieve your arousal. But that's not true. And it's never okay to use blue balls as an excuse to pressure people into sex. So seriously, if you haven't listened already, go check out our consent episodes. I'm blurring the lines from the, you know, just one or two back in your podcast feed. So how do you deal if someone is using this line on you and you're being made to feel that pressure? Well, sex therapist Heidi G says it can make a person feel really guilty and that's unfair. I think the thing that I really don't like when I hear the term blue balls is um, one person feeling guilty that, you know, they they feel that if they don't finish their partner off, that, you know, their partner is going to suffer because they're guilted into, oh, you know, finishing them off or having sex when they don't really want to. So this is when I really stress to partners and couples that you really need to communicate your needs, communicate what it is that you like, communicate what it is that you need. So you both are on the same page. I mean, who wants to have sex with someone who's guilted into giving you a head job or, you know, guilted into penetrative sex anyway? Because it's not really enjoyable. You both want to be on the same page and enjoying the journey together. And I suppose it's it's not pretty, not particularly sexy to be accused of inflicting pain on your partner by sheerly being, being arousing. Like, that's not your fault. Oh. No, absolutely not. You know, and there are other things. I mean, if um, penetrative sex is just not going to happen, there are other ways that you guys can finish each other off, like mutual masturbation or, you know, one person can go and masturbate or if you could use sex toys, there, oral sex even. So, yeah, there are a few ways that you can, you know, move forward from this. How did we get to this point, do you think, Heidi, just like completely throwing it out there, but how did we get to a place where this is is used as a way to, or can be used as a way to pressure uh, someone into alleviating you, into giving you an orgasm? Oh, I think um, lack of education, for one thing. You know, when people hear the term blue balls, people pretty much know what it means or what it's about and um so there's that sort of guilt 
as well of, oh, well, if I don't finish my partner off, then they're going to be in a lot of pain and discomfort. And not many people have heard about <laughs> blue clit or blue flaps, as yeah. you've said. Um, so, yeah, it just it goes both ways. You know, it's about, again, I'll say communication, 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 communicating what you need what your partner needs and enjoying the moment as well enjoying each other's company um i think that if you don't say anything or if that guilt is is there then there's the resentment as well and you don't want that i i do think too like heidi that it's it would be f- quite funny if more ladies were pulling this line but i think particularly in heterosexual encounters like well, you gotta you gotta finish me off. You're causing me pain, right? Um, <laughs> getting your texts coming in too, though. Um, someone here says, "Hey, Nat, trying to find a way to bring up the conversation of sexual frustration with my boyfriend. He's very shy to talk about the subject, and I don't want to offend him or cause him embarrassment. So, someone's trying to um, start the conversation about the blue vulva and doesn't doesn't know how, and maybe." Should she borrow the, the, the boy's usual line or should we um, try and rise above? Well, you know, I think it's important to talk to your partner about being open and being able to communicate and wanting to communicate um, openly about sex. So I can understand that, you know, he's probably shy and a lot of people are shy to talk about sex. It doesn't, and I'm, when I say people, I'm talking about a lot of couples that I see and it still astonishes me. Couples who have been together for so long and yet the topic of sex is just not on the table and these are couples who are not satisfied with their sex life or um, want to try new things or haven't had sex in ages oh it's like where is this coming from Um, so I think it's really important to you know okay understand yes your partner is shy maybe try and you know get a bit of background as to you know why your partner's shy did he you know come from a um, religious background or was you know sex just not spoken about at home and you know create that safe space where you and your partner can talk about sex where you can be open you know emphasize that it is important in the relationship to be able to talk and communicate about all things including sex with your partner and that you know giving pleasure and receiving pleasure is important as well in the relationship I think there's about sort of making the other you know making the other person feel inclusive as well so it's not just about oh well I haven't you know had an orgasm so and I'm feeling discomfort it's okay well you know I wasn't able to orgasm and I would like to really finish off what do you think that we could do or do you mind you know wanking me off or do you mind going down on me or whatever it might be um having those conversations with your partner but not even necessarily like that it's their responsibility to do that like um you could all you could also even say do you mind if i finish, <laughs> like, finish myself do you off. mind if i finish myself off while you're here or would you like me to take it to the bathroom <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Should I take this elsewhere? And, you know, being being comfortable with that and with your partner's choice as well. I know that some people, um, and again, I see this in, you know, with my clients, they feel a bit awkward with their partner wanking. So I have to, you know, normalise normalize the behaviour and it's about being open-minded as well. So, you know, exploring 
being open-minded, enjoying, enjoying the moment, enjoying um, each other. I mean, if that doesn't sound hot, I don't know what does. And hey, if you like to edge and give yourself some blue balls or blue flaps and well, we love that for you too. It's not a problem. Everybody likes something different, but just make sure that everyone's giving consent and you all, we all ask each other what we want and what we feel is good and what we feel is okay, okay? We also love hearing your stories or questions or anything you want us to cover on the pod, so get in touch. DM us on Instagram at triple J the hookup or shoot us an email, thehookup at abc.net.au. We'll catch you later.